bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. Wisdom part eight. And uh, I'm going to ask you to turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If the demonic world knew the wisdom of God, they would not have crucified Jesus. That's very interesting. Uh, because the, the crucifixion of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, his crucifixion was part of a mystery which the Bible says that God had ordained before to our glory. And God had packaged his plan so wisely that nobody could understand it. And so when Jesus was born and lived on the earth, Satan and his army did not know what God was about. And the Bible says if they had known the wisdom of God, they would have left Jesus alone. But God did not show them his wisdom. Because since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, God's plan of salvation was laid out. And the challenge was how to do it legitimately. How was God going to save mankind? Adam was a human being. He sinned as a human being. He sinned as a representative of the human race. His sin brought the whole of the human race into sin. And as a result, all human beings were subject to Satan. But God started a plan to redeem man. But that plan required quite a lot because for man to be redeemed, the Savior had to be a human being. Secondly, the Savior must not have a sinful nature. The Savior had to die and shed his blood, and the Savior had to defeat death and resurrect. Now, there is a complexity there because if the Savior had to be a human being, then of necessity, he will be a sinner because all human beings were under sin. So God had to sneak in a human being who was not under Satan's control and who was not a sinner. And that process led to what uh, theologians, well, generally call the incarnation. The incarnation is the center of Christmas. When we say the incarnation, we mean that God becoming a man. God becoming 
a man. That word is from the Latin and it simply means in the flesh or in body, incarnation. God became a man. God became a man. Man could not save man and God himself had to come and save man. That was the wisdom of God in manifestation. The wisdom of God in redeeming us. And so when we read several scriptures, first is Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 to 23. The Christmas story is told. And it says, But while he thought about these things, that's Joseph, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she'll bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he'll save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. The incarnation is God with us. But not just God with us in spirit. We know God is with us in spirit. He's everywhere. But in the incarnation, God is with us in the flesh. He is with us in body form. And that is the mystery. That is the wisdom of God. He came to us not just in spirit, but he came to us in the flesh. First John, oh, John chapter 1 verse 14, not First John, but gospel according to St. John chapter 1 verse 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth the word became flesh in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and the word became flesh god became flesh he incarnated himself he took on human form Philippians chapter 2 verse 6 to 8 says about Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of man and being found in an appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross the incarnation was a mystery Satan didn't understand it. The demons couldn't understand it. They knew God was doing something. They knew something extraordinary was happening. There were signs in the heavens. There were angelic visitations. They saw Gabriel moving and speaking to Mary, but they didn't really know what is God up to this time? What is God about to do? What is this mystery? And they tried. So anytime they saw the angel of the Lord move, they tried to do something about it. And then a child is born, and they figured out, this is a special one, so let's kill him. So they inspire Herod to try and kill him, but God was smarter than that and took the child out of the way. And throughout the life of Jesus, Satan couldn't figure out what is God about to do. And the Bible says that was the wisdom of God in the mystery. 
which the rulers of this world did not know because if they had known what God was working out they would have left that man to walk alone by himself because they didn't even know that their hatred of him was part of the wisdom of God in action in their incarnation Christ in Christ God became man God became man becoming a man allowed God to take on the nature of those he wanted to redeem he united with us in the plan of salvation in Christ God was united with mankind and mankind was united with God God became man and man became God in one man Jesus Christ through the incarnation in their incarnation in Christ God lived with men God experienced the human condition he had to live where we live so his salvation will be complete he felt our pain he felt the pressures of our temptations he felt our sense of separation he felt our need for redemption you cannot redeem a people you don't fully understand and in Christ God lived with mankind thirdly in Christ God paid for the sins of mankind God had to become a man so he could pay for the sins of mankind himself when man sinned God concluded that the punishment was death not just physical death but eternal death in hell separation from God man couldn't save himself the one who was subject to sin couldn't deliver himself is like somebody who is found at the bottom of a pit a very very deep pit there's nothing to get him out you can encourage him to bring himself up but he can't get up so somebody has to go to where he is to get him out but the person who goes there must know how to climb up because if you don't know how to climb up then there'll be two of you at the bottom of the pit so God had to come down to where man was but in coming down he had to have a plan to take man out to where God is and Jesus came as the incarnate one God in the flesh paid for the sin of mankind I had a story about a judge who sentenced a young man for a crime that the young man had committed and the man was fined price or a fine he couldn't pay and whilst the judge was sentencing him the judge was following the book he was following the legal process that says if you committed this crime this is the punishment and this is the fine you must pay the young man was crying and crying I can't pay it's too much please have mercy please have mercy the judge says no according to the law that's how much you must pay that's the fine and if you don't pay that fine you go to jail the young man says then I go to jail because I have no money my parents I have no parents I have nobody to pay for this fine but the judge says according to the law you must be fined this much and he exact exacted the full measure of the law the law 
was properly applied. Then after he had instituted the fine, he dug into his pocket and picked up the amount he himself had slapped on the man and paid for the fine. In that, he became both the judge and the redeemer. And that is what God did for us in Christ Jesus. He became both the judge and the redeemer. He put the punishment there squarely, and he paid what we couldn't pay. The judge became the redeemer. That's what the incarnation was all about. The judge became the redeemer. In Christ, God broke Satan's dominion over mankind. He entered the domain of Satan in hell and destroyed his power. He died the death of all mankind. He went to hell for all mankind. He overcame sin, death, and hell for all mankind. And that is why nobody should go to hell. If you go to hell, it's your fault. Because the price has been paid. The punishment has been borne. The fine has been paid for. But if you decide not to accept what the judge has paid for you, you go to jail. But if you accept what he has done for you, you go free from the court. The price has been paid. Satan's dominion has been broken. In Christ, God reconciled the world to himself. He brought us back to God. When Jesus lived on this earth, he was the only son of God. John calls him the only begotten of the father. And so far as he was the only begotten, he was the only one who could be called the son of God, child of God. There was only one child of God, one son of God. And one day Satan gets angry. The princes of this world, the rulers of this world, begin to conspire, put thoughts in the, heart, uh, in the thoughts of the priests, the chief priests, began to create jealousy in the heart of Judas, incited the mob against him, and it looked like Satan was winning. Judas betrayed him, the priests arrested him, Pilate crucified him. And it looked like that's the end of the story. But the Bible says if the rulers of this world had known the wisdom of God, they would have left that man alone. Because when he died, he now had permission to go to hell. And then he had permission to fight on behalf of mankind. And in that process, he destroyed every power of Satan. He stepped upon the head of the serpent. He set captives free. And he delivered us once and for all. And brought eternal redemption for us. But that's not the end of the story. As a result of that, he now sent somebody else whom Satan had not factored in. Jesus was limited to a body, to a flesh. He could only be in one place at one time. But he says, it's good that I go. It's good that I be killed. It's good that I be, be crucified. Because when I go, I'm going to send another one. He's not been figured out yet. He's called the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he's a spirit. He's not a body limited 
to one place and when he comes he will fill not only one person but he will fill as many as believe so there's no longer just one Jesus there are many Jesuses because the Holy Spirit in Jesus is now in the heart of many who believe that is why we can call ourselves children of the Most High God because the incarnate one pay the price and the Bible says if Satan had known that they would have told Judas don't betray him they would have told the priest leave that man alone they would have told Pilate defend him but they had no clue because God was working out a wisdom which the Bible says was a mystery the hidden mystery which God had ordained before time unto our glory thank God for the incarnation of Jesus thank God that he became man thank God that he lived amongst us thank God that he died for us thank God that he reconciled us unto himself the wisdom and the knowledge of God how unsearchable are all his ways it is through the incarnation that we receive the wisdom of God that we become partakers of God's wisdom. And this is how 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 to 19 puts it. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 19 says, Therefore, if anyone, everybody say anyone. Now, I don't know who you are, but I think you are anyone. Anyone means male or female. Anyone means black or white. Any man means tall or short. Anyone means fat or thin. Anyone means educated or not educated. Anyone means broke or not broke. Anyone means ejected or still living in the house. Anyone means landlord or boys quarters. Anyone, if anyone, anyone means anyone. If anyone be in Christ, he is or she is a new creation. So all that anyone needs to be is to be in Christ. Anyone doesn't have to just try to be himself. Anyone just has to be in Christ. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us unto himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. I like that phrase. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. All that God was doing with that man of Galilee was God was in Christ bringing us back to himself that was the wisdom of God in manifestation